The ability to actually enhance and empower our clients is incredibly unique in the financial services space. I don't think that there are a lot of other industries in the space that are providing this type and this level of value. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this podcast. I am Dean Gemmel, and I'm joined for this conversation by Jason Keck, the CEO of Broker Buddha. Uh, and Jason, let's start with the obvious question. Why do you want to do a podcast called The Enlightened Agent? Uh, hey, Dean. Uh, thanks. Excited to be here. Excited to tell you about this crazy new idea we have. Yes, we are doing a podcast. And um, the reason we're doing it is because um, I came into the insurance industry, you know, almost four years ago from the technology space, knowing very little about um, insurance or insurance agents. And frankly, I was um, amazed by some of the stories that I heard, the people that I met, uh, and the experiences uh, that I've had. And so, um, you know, for me, this is really about uh, telling the stories of sort of these uh, fantastic clients that we have and the people who operate in the insurance industry, who frankly, uh, I don't think we get enough attention. And so, you know, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of perspective in the tech world that insurance agents uh, should should be replaced by technology. But those in the insurance space uh, know that that's that's just not an option, right? They add too much value, and they're uh, in many ways heroes. So, uh, uh, I decided to start this podcast to uh, tell the stories of those agents, and um, excited to do our first one with you today. Well, that's good. I think we've justified another podcast in the podcast universe there. So I think this one makes sense. Um, let's go to our very first guest. We are joined by Benji Markoff, the CEO of Founder Shield. Um, Benji, looking at you, I don't see that you're cut from the uh, central casting for CEO of an insurance agency. So give me a little backstory. How did you get involved uh, and how did you find your way to your, to your current firm and your position there? Well, Dean, I'll take that as a compliment. Yeah, um, yeah, meant that way. I haven't picked up a suit in quite a while. Um, but, uh, you know, how I got here kind of, you know, in similar ways, kind of how Jason got here. Um, and in a, in a way, uh, the way a lot of insurance people kind of get into insurance, which is you kind of just fall down a dark hole and you wind up <laughs> in insurance. Uh, you know, for me, um, I was before this uh, was working in venture and technology. Um, and so, you know, 22, working at an early stage venture back uh, tech company in New York, um, we had just raised an institutional round of capital and we had to get insurance. Um, and because I was the low man on the totem pole at the company, because uh, I knew nothing, and I still, you know, probably don't know that much, but I know a little bit more now, I was given the um, task of getting ourselves DNO insurance and um, general liability insurance for our new office. And, you know, coming from a position of not knowing anything about insurance, uh, you know, I kind of went the route of, you know, what would a millennial do to get insurance, which is go online and try and find a solution there. Um, and lo and behold, I was pretty surprised by the fact that uh, the entire commercial insurance space was incredibly antiquated and archaic um, with very little kind of online presence or any focus on UI UX um, as it relates to kind of enhancing that customer experience. Um, and secondary to that, just couldn't really find any useful information as it related to emerging tech businesses and what type of insurances uh, they needed. Um, so long story short, after arguing back and forth with a handful of different uh, insurance brokers, 
telling them that I didn't have a fax machine, uh, them telling me <laughs> it's not possible, uh, telling them that that's you know, antiquated technology that no one uses anymore. Um, uh, eventually, we ended up getting insurance. Um, and um, as the company I was at was winding down, uh, the idea kept on popping up into my head about, you know, this is an opportunity to really disrupt an industry as I was learning more about the insurance space, an industry that is kind of like a cornerstone of business, right? Uh, it's something that commercial insurance impacts literally every single business in the world. Uh, and secondary to that, uh, you know, my biggest passion is related to sales. And so I found out, I found that in selling insurance is kind of a, in a lot of ways, a unique selling position because you're selling something that people already need to get or require to get, whether from institutional investors, um, from uh, different contracts that they might have. And so it was kind of, you know, I was putting myself in this position where I didn't necessarily have to sell this idea of, you know, insurance and, uh, and the opportunity to purchase insurance. It was more focused on why you should buy insurance from me for my company versus another company. Um, and, you know, from there, we really started focusing on our lowest hanging fruits, which were high growth venture back businesses, just because that was the space that I was operating in. Um, and number two, really put a lot of focus on technology, on creating a much more seamless and intuitive process and experience around purchasing and managing insurance. And that's, that was kind of the cornerstone of or the tenants that we believed in when we first started and launched Founder Shield. So is your target customer still that or is it expanded a bit or? Yeah, it's definitely expanded into other verticals and other arenas. Um, you know, so we obviously started out focusing on high growth venture back businesses. From there, um, we started working uh, in the real estate space. We started dabbling in health and benefits. Uh, what we really like to do as a company, and one of the things we believe strongly in, is focusing on areas of business um, that are scaling, that are growing quickly, that are disruptive. Uh, but in which there's not a lot of education from an insurance underwriting perspective, um, where we feel confident that we can kind of corner that market and become kind of industry thought leaders in that space. So cannabis is a perfect example of this. Uh, we launched a brand called Alpha Root, which focuses exclusively on um, cannabis companies, both private and public. I think we service more cannabis companies than any other insurance brokerage in the world right now. Uh, crypto is another area which we were kind of uh, long on um, probably from seven, eight years ago um, and really focusing on creating innovative insurance tools and solutions for the crypto industry and kind of the list goes on and on. Um, but yeah, so the, you know, the focus for us has always been creating uh, innovative insurance products and in industries in which you know, there haven't, hasn't been much innovation. And number two, really focusing on the customer's experience, focusing on you know, creating, you know, we like to say like we, you know, our job is to create an environment in which insurance can be fun, as crazy as that sounds. Um, you know, we're, you know, it's not something that should be fun, but if you can create an experience in which you are um, engaging with your customer and educating your customer at the same time, and, you know, most importantly, empowering your customer, um, you can end up creating a really unique experience and creating kind of a sticky experience for your clients. Um, and that's, you know, that's what's really important for us. I want to hear a story about how you made insurance fun for one of your clients. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure. How you got, what? How you made insurance fun for one of your clients? What? Uh, what? What, what have you done for them that uh, that stands out in your mind that you're allowed to talk about on air? Uh, <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> well, it, it's more nuanced than like you know, um, fun in the sense of like you know, making them 
you know, laugh um, or have a great time. It's more about the empowerment aspect of it. One thing that we kind of noticed from really early on, and this is kind of from a personal experience of having to buy insurance is, you know, eight, nine, 10 years ago, you were kind of meant to believe that insurance is something that you don't know anything about. Your broker knows everything about it. And they're just kind of, kind of uh, going to fear monger and sell you into specific policies right. on your lack of knowledge. Right. I think, <laughs> I, I think happens, and what we really focus on uh, from an educational component um, is not being afraid of, of speaking the language of our clients um, and explaining to them in terms that they actually understand in which they are a lot of times instructing us, Hey, I know you educated me on these four or five different options for solutions. You know, I've done a little bit more research on my own. This is the avenue I'd like to kind of go down. And so it's more of a consultative, um, experience, um, in which there's kind of give and take on both sides. Um, and, you know, I, I think that, you know, this is, you know, we, we kind of, in a lot of ways, just copied what we saw in other industries, other verticals, other kind of technology companies that we admired, right? Um, companies that allow for the you know empowerment of their users or their buyers yeah. to kind of help change and shift how the industry you know is going to look like you know years and years down the road. And yeah. um, I think that's something that the public as a whole, whether it's companies or individuals. That's something they expect more and more uh, in this day and age. Yeah, I mean, everybody, I think you guys have done two things really well. One is, you know, like Amazon, putting the control in the hands of the buyer, right? Like, you know, buyers, they are the demand. So um, the, the better experience you give to them, uh, the, the more success you're going to have. Uh, and then two is just the, the niche focus. I think it makes a ton of sense, right? Whether you're a startup cracking into a tech industry or an insurance agency, you know, cracking into you know, the insurance business, you know, going deep and narrow is, is a great strategy. And uh, I like, I love the approach of starting startups and pivoting or not pivoting, but expanding to Alpha Root and Cannabis and um, some of the other brands. I think you guys have a, a real estate brand as well. So um, yeah, and love look, that approach. At, the day, at the end of the day, people want to work with people they like, right? That's like, it's, it's <laughs> nature, right? You know, or, and I think insurance is put into this box with accounting and legal and other kind of financial service industries, which, you know, are quote unquote necessary evils, right? And, sure. you know, what technology has empowered entrepreneurs to do is, you know, rethink those necessary evils in a way in which um, you're actually providing a positive experience for your customers. And it's, you know, customers are actually able to decide, okay, I can go with the necessary evil or I can get the same product or a better product from someone that I actually enjoy working with. There, there's the fun factor, right? It's not people yeah. jumping out of cakes. It's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's making it a more positive experience. Did, let's talk a little bit about your customer experience and how your tech stack fits in with that. What sort of, what, what sort of technology uh, has, are you using to, to set your agency apart? Um, well, first, first and foremost, we, you know, my background is not in technology from like a um, uh, technical standpoint. Obviously, I work in technology, um, but, um, you know, our approach early on was what technology is out there? How can we adapt that technology to suit our needs and suit our clients' needs? Um, and so really early on, we didn't actually try and go out and kind of recre recreate the wheel, so to speak. Um, 
over time, we realized that the technology that was out there that helped quote unquote empower brokers uh, wasn't really that great to use. Uh, and as I was kind of looking at all these different options and opportunities that were out there uh, from a technology standpoint, we kind of had to face it and face the uh, music of, do we want to be in this business in which we hate the technology that we're using? <laughs> and do we want to just, you know, sit in front of a computer and, you know, slowly start to hate ourselves day after day? Or should we, you know, take and, and borrow and, and recreate tech and repurpose technology in a way that we will find enjoyable that our customers will also. So what that really came down to and where we saw the biggest gap, at least early on, was really focusing on the client facing side of it, right? So what is that experience from a client's perspective to an insurance company? Um, and traditionally, um, there wasn't really any sort of client facing experience. Um, and, you know, me, I guess, being a millennial and a lot of the people in my team being millennials understood that people want to have at least some form of interaction online. They want to have some form of kind of automated component um, to, uh, to that process. Um, so a lot of the technology early on was really focused on creating an enhanced UI UX around that client experience, putting as much as possible in front of the client as early as possible um, to help kind of help them self-educate, help them complete applications, you know, obviously the biggest thing that we tackled really early on was the fact that, you know, um, not coming from an insurance and the first time I saw an accord form, I was just, <laughs> I looked at it and I was like, I don't know if, you know, I, if I'm now in insurance and I couldn't right. understand a single thing <laughs> on here, um, and maybe that speaks to, uh, my, uh, ongoing lack of understanding about insurance, but, uh, if, uh, you don't need to understand accord forms to understand insurance. No, they're totally, they're totally unrelated. So. You know, how am I as a broker going to give this to a client and say, hey, can you fill this out for me? Right. Yeah. You know, not only is it going to turn them off to it, it's going it, to, they're going to drag their feet on it. Um, they're probably going to answer questions incorrectly. Yeah. Um, then you take the back end process of, of repurposing all this data um, in a way that um, you can properly and efficiently send it out to the markets. Um, so there was really focusing on solving those two sides. How do we create that client experience? that is kind of as web 2.0 as possible. Um, and how do we make it so that on the back end we can operate efficiently, um, especially early on when we're working on kind of more volume-based business, um, smaller premium business, we really needed to make sure that we were gonna be profitable on any account that we were processing uh, or working. Uh, so really those two things, those two kind of components of technology were the cornerstone. And that kind of trickles down into you know AMS systems and 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 things of that nature which you guys um, use one I was gonna ask what are you guys on what are you oh using God, God no um I uh, I did a couple uh tutorials on different AMS systems and like I said I looked at looked at myself in the mirror and I said <laughs> I do not want to be spending my time on this <laughs> in, in this system uh look they, they built incredible legacy businesses uh but they're legacy for a reason they make it very hard to switch off of them in a lot of ways um but for us being a new insurance company and with the and kind of with the advantage of not having an insurance backbone or experience, we were able to kind of start from scratch and decide what is at, you know, what are the what are the uh, services or tools that an AMS is uh, is uh, providing? Um, what tools do we need as a business to operate efficiently and effectively? And are there other tools out there that are not quote unquote AMS systems for the insurance business? that can do a better job than what, than what they're promising to deliver. Um, and that's when we made the decision to 
start working with Salesforce and then start bringing on Salesforce developers and, and develop and create a fully customized, you know, AMS heavy, I guess I would call it, solution on top of Salesforce that we found to be a lot more enjoyable to use for our team internally. Um, yeah. And more importantly, uh, allowed us to, to operate a lot more efficiently. Can, can you imagine an AMS that would, uh, I mean, that, that would actually work for you? <laughs> uh, that's, that's, a, that's a leading question right here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yes, um, I, I can. Uh, and I think that there are, you know, people out there that are working towards that. Um, right. You know, pretty sure Broker Buddha is, uh, is on a path towards, uh, towards disrupting that, uh, that industry. Uh, but yes, I mean, it's, you know, the problem you have, and this is just the problem with kind of legacy technology uh, to begin with, is that, you know, a lot of the core components of the AMS technology was built 30, 40 years ago. Um, and it's incredibly hard for them to adapt quickly to the ever-changing landscape uh, that is technology. Uh, right. It requires innovation and new blood now to be able to kind of like what we did taken a look at what, uh, at what the core functionality needs to be and start and start from zero again and build a, build a better process and a better system that's sustainable, that's adaptable, that's scalable. I mean, the, the, those systems were built before uh, the cloud existed, right? They were built as back office systems. They weren't designed around you know, the core workflows, external facing workflows, right? The, the customer interfaces and the carrier marketing uh, that are absolutely required for agencies, right? And so the challenge they have is that systems are old, they take a long time to evolve, and um, you know they have a, a ton of legacy infrastructure that that requires um, work in order to be able to do those things. So you know I, I've, I've heard I've heard both you know applied and Vertifor talk about the evolution of their platforms. just just you know it's not happening fast enough for the agents out there, sadly. So um, Hey Benji, yep. yeah, I mean that's uh that's an ongoing thing that that I hear when I speak to agents, and I'm relatively new to this business. Um, not, um, but yeah, that's that's what I hear back. Um, talk a little bit of Benji about the nuance here. You know, a lot of I think older school agents might hear, oh, technology forward, that's gonna, you know, that changes. This is a relationship business. I can't, you know, I'm not all in on technology. It's a people business. So, you've done a little bit of this, but explain to me. Uh, and the audience a little bit more about, you know, how technology actually helps strengthen relationships. Well, our methodology around technology, which I think is quite different from a lot of companies in the insure tech space, is we are focusing on building technology to enhance the white glove consultative service that we're providing our clients with. So um, unlike other companies that might be focusing exclusively on kind of vanilla SMBs, um, in which, you know, it's kind of rinse and repeat over and over again, where you can automate a significantly larger portion of that business. Because of our uh, clientele and the type of clientele that interests us and that we get excited about working with, um, we're dealing with a lot of complex risks. And so the way I like to think about it or describe it is, you know, if you are, you know, renting a studio apartment in the city, Lemonade is a great option for you. If you have a $40 million compound in the Hamptons, lemonade is not a good option for you. Uh, and and the, they'll tell you that also. Um, and, right. and the reason for that is that when you have a $40 million compound, it's incredibly complex what, needs, what you need to, uh, to do from an insurance standpoint. Not only that, 
when you're insuring something at that value, you want to be talking with someone, right? That's why there's kind of online banking and private banking, right? That's why there's kind of like automated technology that allows for, um, you know, find, um, financial investment. And then why, you know, why there's a separate industry focusing on high net worth individuals um, and focusing on protecting their assets. A company is usually the most valuable asset that any decision maker has more valuable than, than their house or their five houses or their yacht. It's, it is incredibly important uh, to them and to you know, their livelihood, their shareholders' livelihoods, uh, their employees' livelihood. And the impact of a company is significantly larger than any single individual purchase. And so because of that, uh, the complexities associated uh, with providing the right coverage um, are unique. Um, and a, a lot of times, you know, there's no two insurance policies that are like, depending on different industries, you know, you might have DNO insurance, but DNO insurance for a public cannabis company is different than DNO insurance for a private crypto company. They're both called DNO insurance, but they're incredibly different and unique. And you need um, someone or a team to help, to help support you, help you, help guide you in making those right decisions. Because if you make the wrong decisions in purchasing insurance, they can be catastrophic to your business. And that's, you know, to be honest, that's one of the reasons why I love the industry that we're in, because we can be helpful and influential and sometimes even by providing the right advice, um, saving certain businesses, right? In which we've, I, I can't tell totally. you the number of times we've, you know, had prospective clients in which they've already had insurance. Um, you know, I'll just take cannabis as an example. Um, this is something we saw a bunch a couple years ago where they had different insurance uh, products that specifically excluded all cannabis related activity. Uh, <laughs> so they, how are you going to have this? <laughs> they bought a shiny, expensive PDF sheet of paper, and that's about right. it. Um, right. So um, it's so when we when it comes to technology, um, the key there is how do you enhance that customer experience, right? That's the first thing, right? Because that customer experience, that, that first interaction is absolutely critical. There are thousands and thousands of insurance brokerages out there. You know, there's probably a baseline of like 80, 90% in which they're all doing a relatively good job. And it's, a, and it's really about kind of widening that gap of that extra 10, 15%, right? How do you, how do you create a unique experience in that gap, right? And so technology, allows for allows for us to have a much stickier process with our clients. Um, it also enhances our team's ability to market policies more effectively and efficiently. A lot of times the first quote is the quote that wins, right? And so if you can build technology that allows you to analyze the data of your client's risk, send it out to markets more efficiently, provide the markets with more insight effortlessly, you're going to be able to secure better quotes. Um, you know, I think the other component to it, you know, from a technology standpoint, it empowers data, right? So it allows us, if you have the right systems in place, it empowers you and your team to make much smarter decisions that are data driven. Um, and, you know, that's something that uh, I guess, you know, for me coming from a technology background was um, kind of, you know, innate and something that was standard. Uh, but as I soon realized in the insurance space, wasn't really how it was how you know most insurance brokerages were operating and so i think through those kind of different key components we're able to create a much better experience for our clients and technology is such an important component of that
Uh, you, you mentioned sort of coming in and having these stories of uh, hearing stories from clients that you know they couldn't they couldn't get the insurance they need or they they just sort of come off of a policy that that wasn't addressing uh, the, the situation of the company. I mean that ultimately the reason we started this podcast is that those are the kind of stories that I don't think anybody ever hears. Um, I, I'm, I'd be curious to know if any uh, you don't have to name names, but like a particular story that comes to mind that 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 you guys were able to solve for that maybe somebody else wasn't or maybe an account that you won because you guys were doing something different early on. Yeah, I mean, a good example of that is um, crypto. So I got connected with um, Brian Armstrong and Fred Urson from Coinbase um, a handful of years ago uh, to one of my business partners who invested in Coinbase early on. Um, and, you know, they gave us an opportunity really early on. This was probably like 2013, um, maybe early 2014 on helping them with, I think it was their DNO insurance at the time. And I asked um, Fred, um, who was kind of the point person on, on Coinbase's team, one of the co-founders about, you know, hey, you know, I know banks provide insurance for, you know, FDIC insurance uh, for, you know, their deposits. Why don't you guys do that? That seems like it would be a great marketing tool uh, to make people kind of feel a little bit a higher level of comfort with your, you know, with your business. Yeah. And he said, and he's like, yeah, we tried. Everyone said it was impossible. Um, and I have, fa- I found that in insurance specifically, that word gets thrown around a lot. It's just impossible. <laughs> you don't do it with the red tape, right? It's like, I, re- I remember when I first start when we first started Founder Shield. I called this kid, uh, this you know, guy went to my high school who I knew was in insurance. Um, and I asked him, you know, I had a couple questions. I asked him about this stuff. And he goes, you're making the biggest mistake of your life. You don't know anything about insurance. You got to work your way up in insurance before you even have an opportunity to really understand it well enough to be able to start your own business in insurance. Right. Um, and so he told me it was impossible too. Um, so, you know, hopefully maybe this podcast is a part of a big fuck you to him. You know, <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to curse on this, but I know. Yeah, 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 sure. Uh, all insurance brokers brokers are people too. We curse, you know. Yes. We, we fuck up. Um, so, anyways, um, you know, I we were looking at this Coinbase deal, and we said, I told, I was talking to the team there, and I said, that doesn't make sense. There's nothing, nothing should be impossible. Insurance is in, like incredibly simple, you know, in its, you know, at, at its basic structure, which sure. is, I have a risk, right? Yeah. Someone, a financial institution, a carrier. If they like that risk, they're going to put money behind it because they will make money on, on investing, so to speak, in that risk. Yeah. Um, so long story short, we go to, you know, 50 different uh, markets. We get laughed at the door of those 50, find 51st market. Uh, we really focus on putting a pitch together that was more of a VC pitch than it was a, uh, hey, you know, traditional, sure. here's, here's your application for insurance. And we finally got someone to bite for, I think it was like the first 10 million. We were trying to get up to a billion dollars of, uh, of coverage. You're a ballpark. I mean, <laughs> you're right, right in the wheelhouse. Go we, big or go home. One, yes. So we, uh, and, and, you know, probably, you know, fast forward three, three to six months, I was in a room in, uh, in a Lloyd's of London building with uh, 50 different uh, heads of different syndicates. Um, you know, average age, probably late 50s, early 60s. Um, and we spent three days teaching them about crypto from literally wow. the core basic idea of crypto from like right. all the way through from to where it was in 2013, 2014. Um, and 
through that process, which is not a traditional process to get insurance, uh, we were able to get people a little bit more interested. And that turned into that core policy that we created turned into kind of the baseline insurance product for cyber theft, cyber liability risk for the crypto industry. Wow. That's, so, a, that's legit. <laughs> If, I, I, don't know, I don't know if people give us as much credit for it now, but you know, people work their memories about, about those types of things. But I know it was us. So if I can sign up for those crypto education sessions, just let me know because I, <laughs> I could use it. I, I, I'm, I'm struck by this image. I can't get out of my head of your high school buddy toiling away at an insurance agency in a strip mall where you're at Lloyd's of London for three days. So um, <laughs> he's not my buddy. Well, hopefully he's listening. Yeah, he was the high school bully. He was. Uh... I'm not going to name names, but yeah, but uh, yeah, no, it's actually funny you say that. He really does have like a two-person insurance brokerage in in a strip mall in Culver City. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, I mean, mean spirited, but brilliant. Um, hey, hey, Benji, uh, let's let's talk a little bit about um, what's changed for you and your company as you as you've gone through this process uh, and. and what did you suck at early on? Maybe that you don't now. What did you? What did you change? Uh, how much time do you have? Yeah, well, it's a, it's a, well, we only have about five minutes left, so you know. I, I figure you know the attention span for an insurance podcast can't be more than 30, 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can put a, a link at the bottom, bottom of my uh, email address if people want to ask. Sure. Well, sh- well, show notes so people can follow. But, up. Uh, we sucked at everything early on. There was nothing <laughs> we didn't suck at. Um, I was talking out of my ass, trying to sell insurance policies that I knew nothing about, uh, going kind of cubicle to cubicle in WeWork offices. Um, <laughs> you know, at first being like, hey, you know, did you hear about uh, this company Founders? I hear they offer insurance for startups. Um, and they said, no, I haven't heard about that. And I said, oh, well, you know, we should talk to uh, Benji Markoff, CEO. And then I would leave. <laughs> I would, I'd have their email and then I would email them afterwards. And I was hoping, you know, at that time, okay, maybe they won't, you know, put a face to the name. <laughs> that uh, is great. Uh, it's, a so, hack. it's a growth hack. I, can't, I, I remember really early on, we had this opportunity to pitch. Um, it was either HelloFresh or one, one of those grocery delivery companies. I know they were, they had offices in, in North America, but they were based in, I believe, Germany, maybe. Um, but I remember I was pitching to the CFO and it was going really well. And then he, he asked me a question about a specific um, line item in an insurance policy that we were putting together. Um, and I just completely like, just like, just gave him the wrong answer. <laughs> <laughs> the 180 degree wrong answer. Yeah. Wrong meaning it was inaccurate or meaning it wasn't what he wanted to hear? Or oh, well, both. both. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. I'm trying to remember exactly what it was, but, and then he called me out in the meeting on it. And he said, you know, he goes, I don't think you know anything about insurance. <laughs> <laughs> but I told him, I looked at him, I said, you're probably right about that. But <laughs> um, so, you know, the educational component, the, that the mountain that we had to kind of get over, that hump we had to get over from an educational standpoint uh, was something we you know, definitely struggled with early on. Uh, we benefited from working with companies that knew less about insurance than even we did. Um, and over time, that was a big focus of ours, which was you know, hiring and bringing in talent 
that knew that had true expertise in the space uh, that could help kind of, you know, guide us um, as a team in the right direction. Um, and so, and, and from there, obviously now we're, now, you know, we're at the forefront from, from a knowledge standpoint in the industries that we focus in. I, you know, I believe that no one knows more than us about, you know, 30 different industries as it relates to kind of risk mitigation and uh, insurance placement. Um, and that's, you know, it's one of those things where you'll, you'll never be the one who knows the most about insurance because it's an industry in which there are people who've been in it for 50, 60 years plus. Uh, but it's, you know, that constant, you know, you're just chipping away. It's like one of those, uh, um, you know, j- like uh, jail escape movies where like, you know, that, like, <laughs> Shawshank eventually- Redemption all night long. <laughs> like Shawshank, right? You know, eventually if you keep on chipping away, you're going to, you know, get to freedom. Uh, you just don't know how thick that wall is. Um, and you have a, a sharp toothbrush to, to hack at it. Um, so that should have been your line in the meeting. Stick with me. I'll find freedom. I know I don't know what's going on now, but stick with me. I, look, you know, I, early on for us, you know, I was always, you know, been a believer in like, you can only really be hard on yourself on the things that you actually have control over. And as an entrepreneur, at the end of the day, especially if you're trying to tackle an industry in which you are not an expert in early on, all you really have is, is your hard work, your diligent effort, your, your grit at the end of the day. Hmm. So I knew we were going to outwork everyone, right? And I figured we figured that if we, you know, if we took a long, uh, enough time at it, we were going to kind of get through those walls. I think there's a saying that goes that, you know, the only people that fail are the people who quit, right? Right. That's, That's a great. One. Yeah, That's the a whole one. story is great. Um, um, Benji, uh, maybe along those lines of your growth uh, and maybe kind of, in the uh, in the spirit of the podcast uh, title, enlightenment uh, is defined as the state of having knowledge or understanding. And so, I, I think I wanted to ask you what what special knowledge do you and your team have that sets you apart? What what is it that makes you guys uh, enlightened as agents as a company? Uh, um, it's a loaded question because I, I I you know I think that there are a lot of different things we've noticed over time that make us unique or make us different. Um, I think our ability to utilize data in a way to target specific industries before they emerge um, has been incredibly um, beneficial and helpful for us. Like a good example of that is the um, uh, mobility space, the micromobility space specifically. Yeah. Um, so scooter share, last mile delivery, um, Things, things of that nature. Yep. Um, we were very, very early in, in that industry. Uh, cannabis is another one. I, I was at my first cannabis conference in Vegas in 2014. I think there was like 500 people at that conference. It's an MJ right. con. And now I think there's 20,000 or 30,000 people at them. Um, and the same thing with, um, you know, with crypto and uh, with a lot of other industries. Um, we kind of saw the writing on the walls and, and the writing on the walls was based on the data that we were collecting. And it suggested yeah. us, these are areas that are going to be big. And yeah. if you look at kind of insurance in general, what really insurance is always linked to the game. So what happens is, you know, innovation happens. Um, then the second and third layers of innovation happen. And then insurance tackles the first layer of innovation. Right. Um, and so our, our ability to do that, I think was big. I think our, the other component of our, I, I guess, our secret sauce is that we're not afraid to fail. I don't, I don't give a fuck about failing. Like, yeah, I, 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 I try to empower and encourage our team to fail. 
Um, and I think that it's important to take risks um, and take big risks. Uh, I think a lot of times um, insurance people, insurance companies, insurance brokers in general um, are in the business of risk mitigation. Yeah. And they might be, you know, <laughs> they might be a little bit, you know, uh, more afraid to take those risks, but all those risks have empowered our team um, to do better and to be better. Well, I thought that also, I mean, you guys are a relatively young agency, both in terms of your, your life and also the, you know, the average age of the employee. And I think, you know, it, 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 talent is always a challenge in the space. And so um, I would imagine you can attract both uh, young and, and uh, ambitious people because you, you guys do that kind of thing. Whereas a, you know, a traditional agency that doesn't take those risks, you know, it's just I know it's just not as exciting for people who are willing to take those risks. Yeah, it's funny you say that because one of like my missions, and it's probably something that just kind of was a light bulb in my head over the past year when I've been, um, you know, more kind of stuck inside and, uh, you know, without <laughs> the ability to hang around, uh, you know, friends and coworkers as much. Um, but I've done a big deep dive on, on trying to understand why um, the insurance business doesn't attract the same level of talent as you know, other businesses in the financial services space. Um, and it, I, I think it's crazy because I think that the innovation that's happening in insurance is incredible. Um, not only innovation from a technology standpoint, but a product innovation perspective, as, from a product innovation perspective as well, I think it's fascinating. I also, you know, um, know that the ability to actually enhance and empower our clients is incredibly unique in the financial services space. I don't think that there are a lot of other industries in this space that are providing this type and this level of value. Um, and, you know, the third part of it is being in insurance, you get to understand and get to deep dive into businesses and industries, unlike any other profession. I mean, I know more about specific industries than the VCs who are investing in those industries. Yeah. Right? It, when you're, when you're trying, when you're helping a, comp a company get insurance, the the type of information you need to know to represent them properly to an underwriter yeah. is incredibly in depth, um, and it's empowering. I think for us, it, it I think it 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 allows us to have a better understanding or view of like innovation ac across multiple industries, which is cool. um, unique and fascinating. That's awesome. Benji, I've enjoyed every bit of this conversation, uh, maybe more than I expected, to be perfectly <laughs> honest, uh, but uh, really great stuff. Um, uh, I'd like to wrap it up here unless Jason has something else he wants to add. I know you probably, Benji, have to go off and do another crypto seminar or something, so uh, we'll let you go. Um, but uh, anything else you want to add before we go? No, it was a, pl it was a pleasure speaking with both of you. Um, you know, my hope for this podcast, you know, I know this is podcast one, but my hope is that you know, when you guys share stories that help enlighten, you know, the public as a whole, help them understand a little bit better kind of the nuances and exciting aspects of and innovating aspects of insurance. Um, and I think that this is an industry that is, you know, even though it's 300, 400 years old at this point, uh, in some cases, even older, uh, I think it is just, you know, we're just scratching the surface on, you know, on an, from an innovation standpoint, from a talent perspective. And I think this is gonna be an incredible opportunity. And hopefully you guys are at the forefront of spreading, spreading that gospel.
Yeah, this is this is podcast numero uno for us. So, um, and and you know, Benji, you've been an inspiration for me in, in taking risks, and um, I'm I'm uh, optimistic and excited for what we can do uh, with the podcast and the stories we're going to tell and the amount of fun we're going to have with it. Candidly, uh, I hope we have. Uh, I know we have an opportunity to have more fun and entertaining people like yourself uh, in in upcoming podcasts. So. Um, so this is this has been great. I really appreciate you making the time and uh, being a part of this with us. Of course, anything for you guys, anything for insurance. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for your time, Benji, and thank you for being a champion of insurance. Take care. No problem, guys. Take care.